you want to tell us about the day Conan came to town randomly? <laughs> you want to talk about that? Conan O'Brien randomly yeah. shows up, and you guys were clearly sort of thrown by well, it. Well, he just sort of walked into the studio when we were recording with, yes. So he was on mic the whole time and performing like we were in our show, but not understanding yeah, what yeah. our show is. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I was told I was invited in this room. I was never told it to be an improvised song. (laughs) (laughs) That and so much more coming right up on today's episode of The Pod Spotter. Hi, you're listening to the Pod Spotter. I'm your host, Zach Robodas. Did you know there are now over 1 million podcasts out there? Literally over a million. I counted. So, how do you know which are good? How do you know which are worth listening to? How do you know which one you want to put on while you're jogging or cooking or ignoring your kids? Well, the Pod Spotter is the podcast that identifies and profiles new and lesser known podcasts. Podcasts that we find unique or out of the ordinary and, and, and pods that we think are worthy of your time. And, you know, we think you should check them out. So they could be brand new, but they might also have been around for years and just haven't found a broad audience yet. But our pod spotting team, they're going to spend days and nights and weekends screening these pods so that you don't have to. If a certain podcast is established and on top of the subscriber list, if it's a top tenner, then we figure you already know about it. We're not looking at those. We're looking for the hidden gems. Okay. Each week, we're going to talk to the creators of those little known pods and we're going to pick their brains and we're going to discover their inspirations, their purpose, and we're going to find out more about them. And we're going to talk about their show. We're going to play some clips and we're going to have a few laughs and hopefully you learn something in the process. And then you, the listener, you can decide if it's a podcast that you want to add to your playlist. You're going to deem it worthy or unworthy of your time. You will be the judge of these lesser known pods. But in the meantime, hopefully you find our little show useful and entertaining and we hope that you'll subscribe. Every Monday, we're going to release a new episode. And then if you like what you hear, You can visit us at thepodspotter.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thepodspotter. And there you're going to find some extra content, some videos, and some information about upcoming shows. Thanks, everybody. It's really a pleasure. I've been screening hundreds of podcasts. Okay, I'm starting. We're going to start talking now into microphones. Hi, everybody. Hi, pod people. Welcome to the Pod Spotter. My name is Zach Robodas, and I have a delightful little treat for everyone today. Uh, that one is Zach Reno. That one is Jess McKenna. They are hosts of Off Book, the musical improv comedy podcast. Did I say improvised? Right? All of the so all of the nouns were correct. <laughs> they are all accurate in describing the podcast. They were not said in the order of the podcast. My bad. My bad. No, set no, no, me no. straight. Set me straight. Do off, your. You could do your intro if you want. Off book, you the improvised it. musical podcast, but it is comedy, and we didn't put that word in there. And maybe we should. Have. Maybe we should have. Uh, I, I think I think you're uh, okay <laughs> with a. 
keeping it out because not many words rhyme with the word comedy. It's uh, one of those tough ones. Mm. Uh, any of the any any like emphasis on that third that first syllable? The uh, what is it called? The pen, not the penultimate, antepenultimate. There are like notorious hard rhyming words. So I see why you left it out. This is like your Shakespeare background coming in. You're talking like scansion with us, right? I'm getting, I'm getting way, way too in the weeds and uh, we barely even introduce you guys or talk about what you do. Uh, I was going to say, God bless you for thinking we would rhyme with every syllable. We would definitely just take that easy, easy E on the end. You know, (laughs) here I am making up comedy. I do it, and here it's with Zach and me. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't worry about all the right. time with comedy. I think about it. See, that would be my problem. That, that's my whole problem with <laughs> what you guys do. I overthink, and then it would be a disaster because that's sort of the number one rule, right, of what you guys do is you can't, you can't think. You got to just go with improvised musicals. You just go. I would say that you can't let your thinking get in the way, but I would say that there's actually a fair... There's a fair amount of of uh, thinking and training that we've done that now we hope operates as just sort of a backdrop because we've done it so many times. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, it's just this magical thing that happens either. You know, we act, we are thinking. I am thinking, here comes a chorus. Let me set a comedic, let me set sort of the comedic big idea in the chorus. Like I am thinking those thoughts. I'm just not overthinking and letting the thinking keep me from making moves. I also you think, don't you, you've done the work by now. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, right? you it's all it's, sort of it's muscle memory at this point. But I think that like the whole don't think of it all makes sense as a sort of teaching tool for newer students because the number one thing when people start doing improv for the first time is they get in their heads and then they spiral and then all of the machinery of the stuff that you've practiced just goes out the window. Where like you should think in you know rehearsal but when you perform it's like you perform and what's stuck has stuck and what hasn't stuck you go back and you think about when you get back into rehearsal well before we get too deep into how the sausage is made i think i just want to play uh a song that uh, i've been singing for the past three weeks and my wife is tired of hearing and i think it'll be like sort of cleansing and cathartic to, to play it for you guys um and uh, it sort of demonstrates what you do on a weekly basis in a very fun way. So grab a hand of someone you like and you can skate together on this Friday night. And when you feel like you can't barely understand how you can stay skating up, well, just hold their hand and well, one foot goes forward, maybe the other goes back and you can pick it up together. You can pick up the slack when you know you can do <laughs> Every we have we've done so many of these that I'm like our wallflower. <laughs> I know you have the next part loaded. I just love that song. My wife is so tired of slow. <laughs> She'd be like moving around me too fast. Be like, slow, <laughs> what a compliment. Yeah. Um, is it weird re-listening to songs? Is it do you go back? Do you go um, back? Do you have a post never anymore? Yeah. Um, I think I, I remember in one of your interviews you were like, I the I we do them and they're gone from our brains. I remember them like when you play them for me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's I think Aaron Whitehead is the guest of that episode. I wow, believe. yeah, 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 um, yeah. And like that's the sort of like third act at a skating rink where everyone is coming together and wow. Jess is doing a very, very, very good DJ um, yes. in this particular number. Um, yes. But yeah, there it's like you know every episode has ten songs, and we just recorded episode. 
152. Wow, so unless wow, you like wow. play one for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that probably happened. That sounds wow. like a thing we would have done. Would have Which done. is also why I think it's really tricky when people are like, so what are your favorite episodes at this point? We're like, um, and a lot of them are like, yeah. I don't even think really truthfully, they're like very early ones just because I think those are burned into our brains. And then maybe I've given that answer so many times, but, but like, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a great episode. And that's, that was recent, but it really has become so, so many, there's so many in my head that they, yeah. They don't. And you're quite, I mean, you're the most prolific musical writers in America, probably. It's like Sondheim, <laughs> uh, a couple other people, Andrew Lloyd, I don't know. And then you guys, right? Yeah, like, people, right. Yeah. people say that a lot. We get that a lot. People email us and uh, Sondheim is always like, guys, how do you do it? And we're like, yeah, like man, there's I'm a busy. world in which, you know, future generations sort of discuss if much like Shakespeare, if you two actually wrote all of these, <laughs> there will be a lot of just, I believe uh, Wicks on the Sticks actually wrote that one. That one, you know, they're going to, uh, what, that's a good opportunity to mention the team around you because it's not just you two. There are, you know, there is a, a whole team in the studio helping you write these. These are one hour episodes. You guys, they're uh, in two acts. And in those two acts, you'll typically hear what six songs, six or seven original songs that you write on the spot. Is that I'd, right? I'd say like, at least that many yeah and then we have sort of co-op so initially we started this with our pianist who most of the time is scott passarella scott who's an incredible pianist also came up in the improv scene but is also just like a fantastic musician and we started with just him and then we co-opted our producer who also plays drums to play drums on the podcast and our engineer who also plays guitar and is the guitarist for uh man man band actually <laughs> to play okay. guitar wow. um so that's um Brett. Is that Brett on fret? That's, that's Brett, Brett on Brett, the fret. Make it Brett very Moore. easy to memorize your crew's name. Yeah, Brett Morris Dana Wiggins on and the Dana sickens. Yeah. It, only in October though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Dana Wiggins on the sticks. Um, <laughs> although I think she'd be, I in my mind, I think she might have become Wiggins forever. Um, <laughs> we just like uh, saying stickins. We like saying stickins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just true. such a fun little atmosphere though. When you're you guys that you've created, it's just a fun, positive little vibe that you've cultivated of just like positivity and anybody that comes in that is nervous because you also have guests you have the special guests every now and again and you just really create a fun let's all hang out together vibe <laughs> yeah thank you i think that that is um born out of like zach and i's dynamic and the band's dynamic as well and that we all really love doing it and it's it's um especially i think like for dana and brett who then put their like producer and engineer hats on for the rest of the day i know it's like a really fun play moment for them but mm. also like if we didn't have that as our ethos it would be 10 times more intimidating for that guest walking in and that guest is already most of the stuff of the time like why did i agree to do this what's oh, about I to happen imagine. this is terrifying how did yeah. i get like convinced to do this so i think one of the one of our biggest jobs is making sure that the guest feels comfortable and excited and like there isn't really a wrong move for them to make that Zach and I will take whatever they throw out there and make the musical keep going. And I got to say, it's the best when like, it's very good when you have someone, you know, capable, sure. uh, Paul F. Tom, you know, somebody that you regularly, it's very, but what is so dear, like when I get to see you guys, you're true, like the, the, um, low level superhero power that you both possess is when you have somebody that is not as capable and you are like 
like the hoops you will jump through to save them and, <laughs> and boost them up. It's like, it's amazing. And it is like, I know hyperbole, like it feels like a low level uh, superhero talent and ability that you possess. And actually I did want to, you know, uh, I had a little uh, bone to pick with you, Zach, because if mm-hmm. I, we've hung, we're friends, we've hung out a couple times. We've met and, in, in person. And, and, and if I had that ability that you have, I, I, I would, I would, I would bust that out. I think in, you know, in, in ordering food at a restaurant or, uh, you know, just start rhyming, uh, extemporaneously. And, uh, here's, here's what, what I, is this, what I, is this skill useful? Nowhere. Um, <laughs> correct. I mean, like you, I think you realized it as you were saying it, you're like, well, what did you, you busted this out at a restaurant and just started like rhyming while you did your order. Right. And then, right. then Zach, you thought about it for another second. You thought, wait, hold on. Wait, Someone actually be. did this with me. I might, right. um, have that person committed and or never talk. <laughs> uh, so what we have here is sort of a realm in which Jessica and I have spent hours and hours and hours, hours. cultivating a very, very specific skill set. And we are currently all- doing it in one of the only ways it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> not sure. I feel like children's birthday parties is yeah, another totally opportunity for sure. you to huge um, market, huge food. Mitzvahs. Yeah. It is a strange, strange ability that you possess. And I, maybe you can talk just a little bit about like the t- 10 years of work that has gone into this ability uh, to just rhyme on the fly. You know, what extra, like if someone was coming to this today and they were like, I want to be able to do what you do, what do you, sure. where do you tell them to start? Uh, the, the, a little bit of it is a mental block, right? Because I, I always tell new students, that they actually know how to rhyme. If I gave you like a piece of paper and a pencil and put you in a corner and said, write 10 words that rhyme with tree, you would go in there, you'd be like, tree, be, knee, three, me, whatever. You would be able to do it. It might not happen like incredibly quickly, but you know the rhymes. The thing that Mm -hmm. actually gets in your way is the fact that you are in the middle of doing like a narrative improv story and you're also doing comedy. And so all of that machinery is trying to function at the same time and rhyming freaks you out and then you spiral. And in the spiral, you stretch yourself out and it gets hard. So the number one thing that like makes it easier is just the hours that you put into where it's not stressing you out anymore. There, yeah. there, I mean, we also, you also, we practice it. Like there are many, even people that don't do musical improv, there's a lot of like rhyming exercises that people mm. do in just the straight improv world. Um, but it's- well, there, you, Will you do that with guests prior to each, like what is the sort of ramp up with, what's the conversation yeah, like? Jess, if I Jess, were, Jess will do the exact spiel that we give every time. It's not very yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, great. Yes. So it'd be like, okay, great. So, um, uh, what's going to happen is even the tone is correct. It's so yeah. wild. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already, I feel baby birded. I love yeah. it. I'm so cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Cool. The three of us are, are going to have an organic conversation. We're just going to talk about anything that occurs to us. It can be anywhere from two to five minutes long. Don't even worry about it. We're just going to lead an organic conversation between the three of us. And then when Scott feels like he's found a good pocket to explore, he'll start underscoring. And what's going to happen then is that Zach and I will usually narrate the trans 
transition. So say we were all just talking about, uh, well, why have you never used this at a restaurant? Then Scott might start playing. And then Zach and I might narrate something like, we go to a very expensive restaurant where a large group of people are trying to make their order together. And then what's going to happen is we're going to do an opening number. And you don't really need to worry about introducing any important characters in this moment. This is just an ex- a time for us to introduce the world. That whole song could literally be, we're at a restaurant, we're at a restaurant, look at us, we're at a restaurant. It doesn't need to be overly complicated. And we'd say, like, just jump in earlier rather than later. The sooner you sing, break that seal, get involved. And then from there, we're just going to tell one story. And Zach and I are really going to take care of that. We have a clock here. That's for us. Don't worry about it. We're going to be watching time. We're going to do one act. Then we're going to take a little break. You can get water, go to the bathroom. We'll talk about how how great you're doing. We'll go over names if you want. And then we'll pick up the second half and we'll continue the second half of that same story. Then we're going to do a segment at the end, but I'll explain that when we get there. Do you have any questions? We're going to do sound check in a moment. And then also like, don't don't worry about rhyming. Our guests Uh, don't care if you rhyme. Don't worry about how well you sing. Our guests don't care if you sing. Like truly, they just want to hear you get involved and we are there to like take care of you and make you look good. So that's it. And that's when I respectfully decline. And <laughs> this is scary thing. I, I, yeah, you know, I'm really a performer scary. and it's hard when the words are written down and you have it memorized. This thing yes. is hard. And so the fact that you guys have removed any safety net from beneath you is admirable but and it, terrifying. It, and it's so darn fun to listen to. Thank, thank you so you. much. It is like a reverse safety net though, because oh, the um, you can't mess it up when there's nothing to mess up. Right. You know? Like, and how messed up are your brains by this process? Like, while we've been talking, hmm. have you been like, hmm, that was a musical? Uh, I would have started singing <laughs> on that. There, there goes another. That's a great you know, question. Like, or in life, does I that happen to you a lot? I don't know if that happens, but it does make me, uh, it does sort of give you this sense of like, oh, we have to write this down. Ugh, I have to memorize this. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. everything else is like, I don't know. I could like roll up and just perform if you let me. I um, think that's amazing because in preparing for this pod, weren't they like soliciting sound cues and you were like, ah, let's uh, see where it goes. I think we Maybe did. The- I think we actually didn't send you any. <laughs> we weren't supposed to. And then I didn't. Like, uh, they were like, yeah, yeah it was like, send us your favorite songs. I was like, I don't yeah, just this play, is just normally, play one, and we'll talk about that one. We this is a lull in the interview where I would normally play one, but they didn't send us any, so I, I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't have any. Uh, actually, what I do want to play, and it's not a lull. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, is uh, can I play the podcast rap, which is not really part of your episode? You one absolutely of your episodes, can. Neither of us. It seems I don't very think remember on what brand. It is. Perfect, guys. Let's, oh, uh, let's play yes, your improvised podcast rap. Here we go. All right. Yo, I know, I'm friends with Nicole, I'm friends with your wife, can you give me some words on this American life? Ooh, everyone knows a life that I am sharing in, it is a life that is strictly American, and everyone knows it's a podcast I will not pass, I got to listen to the Ira Glass. Yo, Zach, I know this, oh no, can you talk about my dad wrote a porno? I would love to, a bunch of British gents, reading stuff that the dad meant to write down, and also have read by people it's very racy i wouldn't read it in a church steeple oh hey jess this is how we ball can you shout out to reply all reply all yes i can i love it with pj (laughs) what a true very on brand blast from a very long past also i always felt guilty that i pimped zach into rapping about my dad wrote a porno and he didn't listen to it and i do 
And I was like, oh, darn, I, I, wanted, I should have I, given it to you. I wanted to make this uh, apology and retraction. My dad wrote a porno is not hosted by three gents. It's hosted by two gents and one woman. That's oh, right. So uh, and I remember like, this. I was okay. like, oh, I put him in that position because he doesn't know. I can't oh correct God. him. He doesn't listen to it. It's not his fault. <laughs> Right, because you guys are going off of uh, a, not a script, but you have just keywords written down, right? You have for that, that was a, for that per, specific thing. That was an unusual thing. Like our yeah. network was like, it would be fun if we did a podcast to try to like get the attention of other podcasts. So they basically gave us a list, and we threw the names of those podcasts at each other to make the other one rap about it. Um, Got it. That is almost and, never how we do. We don't, don't have anything you, written down in front of us. No notes. We, nothing. No. 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 Too Wait, much but work. then how do you return to the refrain every time? You how do you remember a refrain? I don't understand that. That I don't get. <laughs> well, you, you try to set one that's really easy to remember. You, Jess, I, you specifically, I, I see you. You're like, I know where you guys are going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a gift rack bow on this and create a refrain for you. You, you seem like very, uh, I don't know. You're, you're, you're very capable when it comes to just like. Let me focus all of this energy into here's the refrain. Here's the story we're telling. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that I do sometimes have my eye for that, especially because like more often than not, like Zach is coming off of like speed rhyming uh, oh, a million details. So it's like, OK, let me set the chorus that will sort of set the tone and the idea that'll be easy for us all to sing and will also help tell the guests like this is like what it's about. You know, like, yeah. so if it was like, Zach, you have to sing about all these like wigs, then I might like let him take a breath and be like, the wigs, the wigs, the wigs where they name your truth. You know, like whatever. Try to like give the guest a clue. And, and into, that's, like, a, that's a song all about how like we're talking about wigs, but really we're really talking, we're talking about, about our truths. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. I think we are both sort of of a mindset where, yes, we will let other fun sort of tangents come in and inform jokes. But what we really like is to find one idea and truly see how far into that one idea per song we can like get the comedy of that idea yeah. out, which is just easier than having to think of three really funny things. Think of one funny thing and see how far you can push it. And when you're thinking about that funny thing, like let's say, um, you know, the topic is a laundromat, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just run me through as soon as you've landed on laundromat, where does your, where, like in that like matrix, matrix moment of your mind, what sort of thing process is happening? Okay, laundromat, here are the things here. It, it, often what I hear is, okay, we're saying about a laundromat. Let me find the operative sort of funny word like soap. And then you'll take a little, a short walk to get to soap. You'll set up soap with dope or something like that. Yeah. Is that yeah. what is happening? Or pa Partially, yes. I mean, if, if the scene and is- We're getting real in the weeds here. No, with no, this, no. But we it's super it. interesting. I okay. love it. I mean, like if the scene is in a laundromat, the actual first thing that will happen, because that rhyming ma machinery will not turn on until a song starts. It takes up too much brain space. So the first thing that will happen is will just be like a scene between Jess and I. And, or the guest or whatever. And that is just like, that's a don't think, just listen scenario where we're just trying to build. I mean, there is all the sort of improv fundamentals of like, where is this laundromat? Who are these people? What's going on? All of the <laughs> not funny, but foundational things that let this scene breathe. And then once the song starts, there are basically two schools of rhyming. One is almost identical to what you just described, where you have like target words, words that are like, yeah, nouns that are sort of in the brain cloud of laundromat. That's like, uh, 
everything getting dyed red or soap or coin or detergent. And then the words that rhyme with those words, you say those words first to then work back to the words that rhyme with those words, which are the actual laundromat words. So you say dope first so that when you say soap at the end of the second line, it sounds like a joke, even though really it's just a reference to laundromat. Got it. And then the other half of the rhyming machinery is not doing any of that planning and just jumping off the diving board and finding something in the pool when you get there. (laughs) And you need to be able to do both because you won't be able to plan every single rhyme. Yeah. And and then like, I think I could, you know, wigs, 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 the wigs that you name your truth has Mm -hmm. no rhymes in it. So I think uh, always, always remembering that sometimes like if I if that's if that's really what that song is about, but then I make the chorus like wigs, 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 and some are big. It might rhyme, but it's actually not as funny, and it doesn't do as much to inform my teammates what the big idea is. So I think rhyming is something that you should practice at, but also like this is why a lot of early students are told just to not even try because you still want to make sure that your song is good and not just good, but like, you know, for Zach and I, we really try to keep a lens on keeping it funny. (laughs) You know, we, I think we've coached and seen a lot of early students who they sing a lot of songs that don't have any comedic teeth to them. And the reason is they're either getting caught up in the rhyme. They're too, it's too early, which is like, I absolutely understand. You're trying to just get the mechanics of like, how do I do this? But you should bring your improv training in before you bring in your rhyming training. Do you guys have a lot of like, do you have a lot of um, sports in your background? Or J- Jess, it seems like uh, you, the times I hear you break and laugh the most is when you set someone and they take it or when you set Zach and he takes the bait and like <laughs> spikes it. And like, it's just like a very... Uh, it seems like that's where you get the most joy. And I guess if you could talk about that and what it's like having to make this music now when you're isolated in the time of COVID. No compliment could be uh, received more joyously than thinking I have any sports background. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, I have like some, but very, very, I do not consider myself like a particularly athletic person, nor do I follow sports that closely. But I, um, but we do say often that part of the appeal to us is that improv is team sports. And that mm. is a that is a great joy for me. And uh there's very there's almost nothing you can give Zach that he can't like completely dunk on. And oh, that likewise. is like thank you. Oh thank my you. gosh. <laughs> um but it is a really fun thing, especially like he's definitely a faster rhymer than me. And so sometimes where I'm like and actually, I do need that as a as a list, you know, like and I'm sure yeah. like our completest listeners know that at that point, that's maybe a trope or something that I lean on. But that's because it's fun as heck. And if we're doing 150, there's there has to be things that keep it fresh for us. And those little sort of like inside winky moments where I'm like, hey, you know what I really need you to do is I need you to like wail on this as like this this certain type of uh character that I know you can do really well or this certain type of song genre and to your question about like how it's changed during quarantine we've been doing like totally different types of episodes where that's uh we have to just sort of like chat and sing songs solo I mean um 
Right. Let me just remind pod people that, that you, uh, there are three basic elements to, to your, there are three basic kinds of shows. If, when they're going to tune into off book, you'll either hear the in-studio band and you guys creating musical in-studio, then you do your lives where you're out in the world in public doing them. And then you, you also do these undercovers, which you've sort of resorted to that style more these, these recently. Are, these where, are totally a, a creation of, uh, of COVID. We did not do these before at all. Except oh, for got it, got Jason Manzoukas. Except for Jason Manzoukas we did one time. Um, but yes, who was like a long time, he was just like, I just don't really, I'm not, I don't really like musicals that much. And we were like, but just come on and we'll do something different with you. And he was <laughs> okay. like, okay, I'm but, game. But something that we did find, so so in the, and we're, we're sort of going away from this now and it's complicated and I can get into the tech of how we're doing it, but... Not if it's boring. It initially, it's, it's, I'll, I'll, it's, it is boring and I won't get into it. Um, but the, when we started having to do this podcast remotely, because there is a small delay over the internet, having a pianist and two singers all in three different spaces makes it basically impossible to do songs together and have it all sound lined up. So for a while, we were, like Jess said, we were doing songs solo and I don't, and in retrospect, it makes perfect sense. But after we had been doing that for a couple episodes, both Jess and I were like, oh, this is, this was fine. This is a good stopgap, but it really feels like work and it really feels different. Mm. And it's really not as much fun. Like what, what I like about doing musical improv is not doing a whole song that is made up. It's building it with someone. It's getting to like react to something that I didn't expect in the middle of a verse and do the chorus about it two seconds later. Sure. It's the sort, and I think that's what makes, you know. It's not, it's not isolated. It's not, it's more isolated now. It's more yeah. just this individual. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just out here again with the sports reference, shooting threes, as opposed to all of the passing that you normally get to do on it's a daily basis. Alley dunks. We want alley about, dunks. This is a good opportunity while I, uh, while we're talking about this to maybe play another sound clip. Um, and while we have three alphas in this zoom and we are talking <laughs> about Zach's sort of deafness and, and, and speed with, uh, the English language. Let's hear. Um, this is you guys doing undercovers uh, that that sort of uh, away from the the full hour musical. Um, this is you guys making music in the time of COVID with alphas on Zoom. Oh boy! When you're recording at home on a Zoom and you're trying to hear, figure out what's going on, yeah, you know that's okay. Gotta pay attention personality types The people that are loud aren't the people you like You got so many in a little screen You got so many cause of quarantine What you supposed to do? You're freaking out Everybody's starting to blink and shout You can't hear the voices cause their voice is too loud And now you know the one guy is proud You got an alpha on the Zoom Six alphas on the Zoom Everybody's shouting making crazy room Because there are six alphas on the <laughs> so Zoom So good I know I'm playing a lot of raps And it's not only what you do You guys do other things I'm playing a lot of raps Why is rap so big? Because um, uh, it's this. the heaviest weightlifting of rhyming In musical I I improv Got it It's Got like it. also should be duly noted Jess or I in case you can't tell from our incredibly white voices Are incredibly white people <laughs> I think um it, rapping is a common exercise in improv classes, even if it's just an improv class, because it's to build a skill level of like trusting yourself to leap and find something. And it's getting people to a place where they can get out of their head and it's trying something scary, but it like at a measurable, small little pace. And so actually mm. when Zach and I were first performing together, we were on a team that just liked rapping to warm up for our shows. And then we integrated rap into our show 
and then yeah just like trying to make sure that uh we're treating like that space appropriately of like that is a the joke is not that we're dorky at it but also like we are dorky at it <laughs> like uh we um I yeah i think i think there's a little bit of a push and pull there but it is hard to do it's um really fun practice um yeah. because it's fast and complicated are there foundational musicals uh, from your background, like Sondheim, like or, uh, that that you maybe in your childhood that you still draw on, like principles of those musicals? Like, just I know Oliver. You always kind of talk about Oliver, <laughs> and you can kind of hear that. And some, like your characters are often aspirational, and yes. so I guess I'm curious, like what influences there from early musical theater days are still prevalent in how you design these made up musicals. Yeah, I think um, for me, I I love um, I love a clear, optimistic want song, and that comes mm. from lots of musicals. But we want it to be like funny, and we want it to be like funny first with great songs and a lot of like comedic exploration. That we're following a plot, but like we never want to feel like we couldn't diverge because something fun is happening right here. So I love that, and I feel like Les Mis is a big musical that really influenced mm. that. But so so. So is West Side Story. So is a lot of Sondheim, those like complete competing lines of melody where you get mm. to hear multiple characters at once sort of like say where they're at and move us towards a finale. Jessica is more likely to play like our protagonists in our musicals. I am more likely to play our villains. We both play both, but that's just like... If you looked at the graph of what happens, that just tends to be worth. Oh, follow. Zach, you just gave me the perfect segue. Oh, good. To our first game, will you indulge me and play a game? Oh, we'd love to play a game. I okay, didn't know there all right. Games. No, there's a game. There's a game, and this game is called "How Well Do You Know Your Baby." And I'm going to ask you three questions to see how well you know your baby. And with the, with the knowledge that you you both stated that you do these and then immediately erase them from your brain. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Because how well do you know your baby? And I'm going to ask you three questions. If you get them right, you're playing for stakes here too. There's something on the line Ooh, here. stakes. If you get two out of three right, I'm going to put some merch of off book on this here bookshelf. Whoa. Hey Forever forever Love or as it. long as or for the two weeks that we do this podcast i don't oh. know we'll say um are you ready for your first question of yes. how well do you know your baby okay zach the villain mm. conjure the voice that you used for the character the evil camel god in the musical mirage oh god the voice <laughs> Conjure the essence or the voice of evil camel god. Marajatois, yeah, yeah, the yeah. musical. <laughs> okay, I'm getting the lyrics. Nom, nom, nom. I'm going to yes! eat your mom as something yes! I said. So, nom, nom, nom. I'm going to eat your mom. Hmm, probably something in the raspy or spookier space of an evil camel god was delightfully raspy and spooky let's hear if it's correct oh boy look at me boy oh this camel's talking to me nope just in your head oh boy look at me boy i'm okay do you dare to think that you can subjugate me i, I don't plan to do that you are worthy to ride upon my humps my humps my lovely camel lumps <laughs> 
Beautiful. Well done. Close that enough? Been that close enough. Okay. You got the creepy well essence. Done. Guys, <sighs> that is, uh, there is a great song, Nom Nom Nom, I'm Gonna Eat Your Mom, uh, right before that dialogue. That is episode 99. If you want to start there, it's a very fun episode that takes place in the desert, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, question number two. Jess, you can take it right here if you get this correct. I'm going to play you a song, and you have to tell me what musical it's from and who was the guest. Oh, so I'm boy. looking for the musical and the guest. You got this. I believe in you. From I this really don't feel like I submit the titles, but great. great, great. Um, I might, I can assist. Zach, you do the titles a lot, right? Yes. That, some yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Jess okay. is busy driving. Right, right, musical, right. And then she's like, well, now it's the time to stop. And in that five seconds, I think of the title. Yes. <laughs> got it. Okay. Uh, here's the musical. You're going to tell me once more uh, the name of the musical and the guest. Summer jobs, summer jobs, gobs and gobs of summer jobs, making your muscles glisten and clean while you scoop out some hard packed ice cream. Summer jobs, summer jobs. Yeah, I think I know. She's, she's got it. I think I know. Uh, I think it's Andy Daly and Correct. it's, uh, something exactly what you, everything Prozac is exactly what? what you need. Very good. I'll accept it. <laughs> everything is exactly what I need. Guys, what you got I to hear some musical improv. You got to hear some improv harmony, which you do regularly. You just improvise harmonies. And of course, uh, the wonderful musicians in the background. That was really good that you were able to sort of like, I watched your brain like rifle through the files. Like, what the <laughs> shit is it? Oh, there it is. The Andy Daly one. <laughs> um, okay, question number three. <clears throat> I'm going to read the lyrics of a refrain from one of your musicals to see if you can remember how the tune goes. Oh, okay, God. so I'm going to read the words flat. And see if you can remember how the tune goes. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. What is the tune for? Is this a subversive puppet show? Is this a subversive puppet show? Can you sing that? Not, not even a little bit. <laughs> is this a subversive puppet show? Wow, that, I feel like I can't even. That's the Sarah. Um, oh yes, that's the, yes. That's Sarah Kaplan's episode. Yes. Um, oh wow, 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 wow! But. No, this does anyone is, want to take this, a shot at it? This, this is, is too, part, this this is too is, gone. This is the part that there's there is not even a whisper it makes sense. of what this song is <laughs> sounded like. Because the other things you, you have to enter into, like you know, the podcast thing and the thing of the, like you have a relationship with the titles and the guests. You're this, you're this emailing guests, but this is like show. you you create this and it's gone into the ether immediately. Let's I play also, it. Okay, great. No, I was so wrong. <laughs> I, I did weirdly have a moment where I was like, I feel like our first instinct would be that that song is like, is this a subversive puppet show? Is this a subversive puppet show? Something like fast. And I was like, I feel like that's not right. I feel like it was a weirdly big. It was big. It was big and beautiful. Do you remember it more? There are maybe 10 songs that I could tell you sort of what the melody was like. And it's wow. only because someone has sung them back to me. Yeah. Wow. I can't even, I can't even sing you the melody of a song I did last show. 
Wow. I don't think. So there are no, there are, there's probably not one musical in your canon. Like if I were a big time musical producer fella and I was mm -hmm. like, here's a pile of money. I want you guys pick one. I want you to fully produce one of these musicals. Is there one that you would ever even want to revisit some of the themes oh, sure. and the ideas? Yeah, I think like, there's, some, oh, okay. there's some stories and characters where we're like, oh, that we like stumbled upon something or that was a fun world or, but we wouldn't remember. Which do you have an episode specifically that you would send, you know, uh, listeners to, to maybe here's a good one to start. This one really showcases sort of like this, what we do and the fun that we have. We recently got to pull out like, uh, so we only have our most recent six months in front of a, a paywall. And uh, we recently, though, got approval to pull out like um, an additional some of our favorites, some of our fa some of our additional favorites. So I would say like the beginning of our scroll. Right. And those will stay out. They're not like at risk of going away. Yeah. So um, I would say any of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking pretty, at them right now. Great. Episode 13 is called Attorney at Love with Nicole Parker. There are very few guests that have Nicole Parker's skill set. She was both Alphaba on Wicked and wow, is yeah, Mad, yeah, was yeah, in course. Mad TV. So, yeah. so like, Jesus. she's incredible. Then yeah. uh, that's episode 13. That one's very good. Taryn well, Kellen's uh, episode, the 62. I have, Again. yeah, yep, I remember this one. What on were you guys, what was that about? That was called He's poetry. so good at character voices. He was so good at like yeah. doing characters. It it's like, about like, a young poet who gets scouted by like a poet poetry agent, right, but actually right, maybe right. his friend is the better poet. And then meanwhile, there's a bunch of poetry hooligans. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's take a quick break here. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay, you know, everybody is looking for the next binge-worthy podcast, and we at the Podspotter, we want to fulfill that role for you, okay? So if you like what you're hearing, visit us at thepodspotter.com and on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram at thepodspotter for extra content, you know, like videos and information and uh, extended clips and all that sort of fun stuff. And we certainly would appreciate a review. Uh, like any podcast, we rely on our listeners to help spread the good word. So uh, just subscribe rate and review Podspotter on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and your neighbors and your loved ones uh, about what's going on here, about our little pod. Tell your pod lovers and your pod people and your pod listeners that uh, the Podspotter is released every Monday, good Lord willing. If the world is still here every Monday, we're going to be here producing podcasts and we are going to do our darndest to always come through with a new and interesting episode that you can rely on to help you uh you know find those those hidden little pod gems out there so you don't just have to wander through the, the pod wilderness we're going to do that for you uh and in the process you know maybe you'll come to depend on us as uh as pod pals i'd like to be your pod pal so we're going to keep doing the digging and the legwork and uh i hope you keep listening uh, in the meantime, if you know of any uh, new or lesser known pods that you think that we should feature uh, that, you know, some of our fans or the podcast fans might know, want, might want to know about, then please drop a note on any of our social network platforms uh, or on our website, podspotter.com. Thanks, y'all. Probably my, one of my most interesting one i found the most interesting piece of audio and of course it happens to be one of the largest names on your feed but um the day do you want to tell us about the day conan came to town randomly <laughs> do you want to talk about that conan o'brien randomly yeah. shows and you guys were clearly sort of thrown by it because you're like 
Okay, well, he that just, just sort of walked into the studio. Is that we were really what happened? With, yeah. so, Conan, so you're recording in. In, in the middle, you're, you're at intermission and he, so this wasn't like an Andy Daly connect or there was no conversation. It was just, it this just was, happened. This was the first time I, I don't know about Jeff, but this was the first time I had ever spoken to him. We'd like right. seen him in the office cause he's around, but you know, he's a famous person. You don't want to you know, give him space. He's just here to sure. do his thing and work. Yeah. Um, and we were in the middle of an episode and I think he thought we were recording an episode. We weren't. We and were, that is with we, regular collaborators, right? That's with Paul and... Uh, with Paul of Tompkins Nicole. and Nicole Parker, yeah. Paul of Tompkins and Nicole Parker, great. And, and Conan waltzes in because he hears somebody talk, some, something going on. And So they there was there was sort of like a plan from Dana uh, to like, if you keep the door of the engineer room open, you can hear. And she had tried that a couple times because she just As like bait. wanted... Kind of, truly, a hundred percent. And her being a good producer of like trying to like see if he would be interested, so that maybe one day he would guest or just like you know take an interest in it anyway. Um, and then we, Matt Gorley is his producer, and Matt mm-hmm. Gorley, uh, a member of Super Ego, and done a ton of podcasts on Your Wolf, has been on our show twice. Um, I think maybe he was like, oh yeah, go check it out. Like as in go stand and listen. Mm. And then someone was like, yeah, no, go ahead. So he just walked in. We happened to be at a break. Mm -hmm. And so we, we were like, we're explaining it what it was. So, but he was on mic the whole time and performing like we were in our show, but not understanding what our show is. And we were like, yeah, we like make a musical and it was let's uh, let's play let's play the clip and, and listen to a little and this then will uh, feel we'll like discuss a fever it dream revisited a little, yeah yeah <laughs> and then we'll chat about it i refuse to rhyme i refuse to rhyme i won't improvise any kind of rhyme i'm not going to rhyme i will not rhyme i'm just not gonna rhyme yes a rhyme sometimes it can be I was told I was invited in this room. I was never told it to be an improvised song. <laughs> so let me just talk about briefly why I love this piece of audio so much and why I would send people here first, because, you know, in, in just learning about, you know, your journey and all of your work that you guys have both done as a collaborative team and, and you know, learning about things that have inspired you, Jess, you talk often about The Simpsons being a big inspo for you and your source of comedy. And then to have someone who wrote for those peak years and yeah. come into your zone, into your space. I, I had just watched, you know, like most people were sitting around watching the MJ doc and it reminded me of like Michael Jordan hanging out like in, by a court and seeing like Kobe and some kids, like the younger class playing. And he like, is like, Oh, there's basketball going on. I, I want to go see if I can play. And he comes in and you know, he's doing a, a sort of trope that he does often this, like, I'm too good for this, or I've been hoodwinked, you know, and you get to hear in this episode, a young improviser who was influenced by her hero, uh, go toe to toe with, you know, somebody who has been an influential part of her life. And you totally rise to the occasion and you crush, <laughs> you know, he clearly kind of wasn't, you know, he's shooting some air balls or whatever, like it was fine what he was doing. But then you 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 find and you find your footing that clip that i played like the it's clear like the first uh time you start singing you're like okay is this really happening what's going on and then the, by the second verse you're just like boom i know exactly what i'm doing i'm accessing all of my training i'm going to crush this moment and i think you do and i think it's just an 
awesome piece of audio to have. And that is episode, for people that want to just skip right to that 116 when Conan comes to play. The episode itself is also very good, but then that interesting piece of audio for me is been something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think for me, he is a giant influence. And so like, very and his sensibility, <laughs> very tall. His years on The Simpsons are like, uh, yeah, I mean, to think of that song and to just like hear the monorail song in the background, but, um, <laughs> and like some of his... <laughs> the ring so, came off my pudding can. <laughs> I mean, I know, like he, he truly is a massive, yeah. a massive influence on, on me. And so... It was sort of interesting to navigate. I also felt like um, just like I didn't know how to help that moment for Paul and Nicole. Mm. Like here they are. Again, again, the helper. Well, again, the helper. I, I'm just uh, um, going to sound like such a Girl Scout. But like I just was like, this is their they're here to be on our show to promote their show. They're mm. our friends. I don't want to like suddenly ditch what we owe them in this moment because this like famous person is here. They're excited to, well, Paul less so because he like knows him and is like, you know, but I don't think Nicole had really met him before. So you have a lot of people who are just like, "Uh huh. And what are you here to do? And, and like, uh, yes, certainly it was a surreal moment. Um, he, I mean, he's very kind and nice and, but is definitely like playing up that thing of like, well, what is this you kids yeah, do? Yeah, 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 oh, this sure. crazy. Oh, well, I'll just make it up. A <laughs> he has a sort of like, uh, I would say friendly disdain for the, yeah. for the art form, yeah. um, which is weird because it is actually the modern, like Justice Henning out, the modern version of it is actually something that I think he does. But it is yes. not the version of it that he would have done at ground right. at the time. And let me be clear, have disdain for improv because it's very dorky. But yeah. it's also very cool and is a great and I think uh I think he would appreciate a little bit I think he would align more with some of the more like recent trends in improv and how they train a brain to actually be more like a writer's brain, more like what I think he comes from a place of of still being a great performer, but having that sort of writer side of your brain working even as you're improvising or riffing yeah it makes sense i feel like that i mean the biggest thing that ucb did for me and i only took like a couple classes but it, the best, biggest thing it does for young actors it's like just kind of helps people find their voice like who are you and what do you bring to the table like totally helps you sort of and he is a person that has never had a problem with, like with his identity or who he is. like he knows firmly who he is so i don't yeah. see him really like i think he has a very a strong point of view yeah i think um, but yes, that that was a really surreal moment. And like, um, you know, exactly. I think I would have, oh, it would have been awesome if he was like actually a guest and could see us like build oh, no. this thing. It was awesome. Not what just this weird meta piece of like. We'll get him. We're going to get him. Yeah, we'll get him. We'll get, we'll him. get him. That's a get. He's a get. He's a big get. Um, what about your, now who is listening to this pod? Who are your, who, tell me about the sleepy babies. Who are the people that you hear from? The Sleepy Babies is the name that our fans have given themselves. Which is how you know you. I'm trying to create. I keep calling people pod people that are listening. I'm trying to create my own. Yes, you want it. Shouldn't try to do. You can't make your own. No. The sign of a a true podcast that has made it and has established is they (laughs) name themselves. Right. Based on an ad read. I mean, really just a sweet poll. Yeah. Yeah. We have. I think. Um. 
most of our audience is still influenced by the fact that we're on Earwolf, a very like a comedy network. So we have a, we have a large amount to sort of a surprising degree. We still have a very like comedy nerd audience. It hasn't like, it's mostly like men between the ages of, you know, 16 to 30, 40. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like a broad thing, but it, it is truly not. If you wanted to take like a snapshot of who you think our listeners would be, it's not that. We have like the Earwolf audience and then we have been lucky enough to to grow in sort of like the LGBTQ plus spaces. Like we have a lot of queer listeners, which is wonderful. We have a lot of uh, female listeners, which is wonderful. Um, it's musical theater people, but, but it uh, also, really. or it's not, it's, it's not. not. Well, it is, God. it is. It's a lot of like, Hey, I did musicals in high school and I miss them. And, or, or like I did musicals and I never really got them. And these ones mm. are more for me, but it isn't, that isn't as big of our audience as we would a hope or B think like in terms of the hope is just, I mean, to expand, like I wish all kinds of people listen to our show. I don't mean like, I wish we had those people instead of those. Right. I have different podcasts for different. I'm a very habit sort of uh i'm a habitual you know there are there are sleepers there are morning ones i wouldn't mm. i wouldn't start my day with you guys but i'll Too go much. for a jog i'll go yeah. for a jog for sure for, and for invigorate sure. it we're a gym podcast great. for a lot of people folks um, become a sleepy baby and take a jog with z and j here <laughs> what were you saying zach i was i was gonna say the only such the other notable i'm such an alpha on zoom no I'm no, so no you gotta be okay. an alpha on a zoom because there's a delay and if you don't sort of speak over <laughs> someone you'll never be heard Got it. Um, our, our, the, the other notable thing about our wonderful fan base is that they are sort of aggressively a positive self-regulating uh, space, which is mm. very cool because internet communities can be not that. And they're, they're very careful about being respectful to each other um, and sort of being welcoming and trying to kind of continue the positive ethos that we try to foster in our mm. podcast. Because like Jess said, we know that this is sort of uh, an escapism space for a lot of people. And well, it's just let's nice to- let's see how good at identifying you, uh, uh, no identifying sleepy babies you are. Uh, in one more game, if you'll allow it, yes, called Spot the Troll. I'm going to read you three reviews. Comedy of threes. You, you see, yes. I, I keep returning to this number. Uh, I'm going to read you three <laughs> reviews of your podcast found on either iTunes or Stitcher. I won't tell you which. Two are real. One is fake. Can oh. you spot the troll? Are you ready? Yeah. Number one. Incroyable. I didn't know improv got that good. Number two. Their voices don't match their faces, but damn, are they talented. <laughs> number three. <laughs> Z and J know how to get the job done. Which job? The job. <laughs> to our real one is fake. I was oh, totally cool. expecting one of these reviews to be like, this is garbage. I hated musicals before and I hate them <laughs> even hate them more, more now. Yeah. No, is that, is that, or, I couldn't, I couldn't find a bad one. That's they sweet. were all glowing and five stars. My, you clearly uh, deleted those. My radar <laughs> says wolf. it's, my radar just says it's one of the second two. It's two or three. Incroyable. I didn't know improv got that good. Two, their voices don't match their faces, but damn, are they talented? Three, Z and Jaina had to get the job done. Which job? The job. You know, I feel Zach gets a lot of stuff on the internet about, like, that's not what I thought he looked like. I don't know that I get it as much. So I feel like maybe Zach could have been inspired by truth 
and to made write it that fake, second one to write yeah. that second ah, one Lee, I, th- you I guys feel are like that's good. true because you guys are good. no one ever I says did, that about I Jess I get it all the time but no I, one has ever said that Jess's voice does I not heard it I heard it in an interview and I uh <laughs> I was doing that that thing exactly, Jess. Tugging <laughs> on a single strand of truth to try to uh, smokescreen you. Well done, guys. I'm definitely going to display some off-book Woo! merch. Top Woo! shelf pod, for sure. Um, since it's the last five minutes of the podcast, I uh, have an ongoing theory here, Zach and Jess, that no one listens to the last five minutes of any podcast. That by now, they're done oh, cooking so or the put, jog is done. put secrets in here? And so... I'm uh, developing some secrets, okay. actually. That's called Go Ahead, No One Is Listening. And this is okay. an opportunity for you and I to say whatever we want because everyone has stopped listening That's by now. That's incredible, Zach. If you want to tell someone you love them or tell off a former boss or just like share something from your day, now is the time to do it. I will go first so you can consider oh. your moments of um, Go Ahead, No One Is Listening. But I want to talk about wetting the bed and how that was a big part of my life growing up as a child. I was a big bedwetter. This is fine. No one's listening. I can tell you guys I'm not embarrassed by this at all. Big bedwetter. And, uh, you know, eventually it, it goes away after, you know, grade school, pretty late in the game, you know, off and on throughout. But late in the game, I finally kicked that habit. Horrible, horrible, horrible affliction for any young man. I have one instance in high school at a sleepover and if you've ever been at a sleepover with a person who um wants to play the let's not go to game the bed game the mm-hmm. let's stay up all night that's the bedwetter of your friends uh, okay? that's it. how you identify that person so that was me trying to keep everyone awake because i had this fear from when i was a kid i can't fall asleep you know i was a bed I can't let the bed here. It's high school i know really sad stuff uh don't worry about it no one's listening look at you now but listen i that night at the sleepover, I'm sleeping on my buddy's couch and I try to stay up and, uh, we were, you know, we were drinking a little bit. So it was a little exacerbated by that. And sure enough, I wake up at six in the morning and the couch is soaked. Oh, no. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, high school starting, you know, I'm like surrounded by all these high school people. I don't know why I'm whispering. I don't need a little whisper. No one's listening. Um, and, and so I, I, I don't know what to do. I, uh, I'm, I'm panicked. Friends are around me. I'm at someone else's house. I can leave and just go and, and never come back and run home. Uh, or I can take this, uh, there was a cup of glass of iced tea next Hell to me. Hell yeah, dude. I just fucking dumped that tea all over me and all over the couch. And then I woke up my buddy. I was like, ah, oh, Andy, Andy, I'm sorry. I, uh, I spilled tea all over me. You got an extra pair of shorts. No problem. Gets me in shorts the next morning. His grandmother helps me clean the iced tea stain and she's touching it. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll get it. I'll, I'll clean it. And so this is an apology to grandmom who was touching pee and thought it was iced tea. I'm really sorry, but uh, that tea saved me and she helped save my, uh, my high school career. I wish I had more. I wish I had more. Don't do no no no. Dark don't secrets. do anything no, I'm deep. Delve, I, I'm delving I, for secrets. I don't I need you to. Secrets. I don't need that. It could just be about you know your day. No one's listening. It could be anything. You could just make a fart noise. You could sing a song for us if you want. No one's sung, and that's what you do. You sing songs. I didn't make you do that. I should. You sing, don't have to. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You sing can sing some, a song about. I'm gonna sing the bed. some of the many variations of songs that I do sing alone to my cats for various <laughs> things that they do, in in the sort of in the sort of day. So there's. Um, Would Jess give you? Can Jess give you anything? 
She can This is a written song. This is a oh, song great. that I yes. sing multiple times. Please. For why one cat that likes to try to eat yogurt. When I've opened up a yogurt, she comes in and goes, yogurt, yogurt, give me the yogurt. Feed me, feed me. Please feed me yogurt. I want yogurt. And my name is Boo. The cat's name is Boo. That's <laughs> If no one's listening, um, I will say yeah, no sort of antithetical to the two of you bonding over cats. I don't really understand pets. Mm. Yeah, I've heard this take. I don't yeah. like it, but I've heard I know, it. And I'll hear it again. Take. Don't uh, understand it. Yeah, I sort of am miss- missing like a fundamental something in my DNA. Like, I remember watching Titanic with my friend Krista and she loved dogs so much. And early in the movie, like a fancy dog gets walked on board as they're like loading up all of Rose's fancy stuff, like her car. You see like all the rich people stuff. And there are two dogs. And like the movie Titanic ended and I was like horror struck. And she was like, what about those dogs? And I remember being like, that's baffling to me. No, she's right. What about those dogs? You know, like not that I don't care about those dogs, but I don't understand uh, I don't. I don't have the thing that makes me like dogs and cats more than any other animal. I we cut to so, a dock. We cut to a dock <laughs> of a ship. No, 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 no. So, like at the beginning of John, have you seen John Wick? Yes. Of course. So you like all of them. You like yeah. They're all very. They're all extremely good. Keanu Reeves is extremely good. So like that's not the beginning of that movie for you. Like you would be pissed if someone killed your dog, but it would. Yeah, that's a good question. Animals in movies. Hmm? Nothing. Nothing from animals in movies dying. Oh no 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 for sure but like you to, get that you get that to, that, that, to that's understand bad. that like hundreds of people died and like we've watched like horror hor- like there's a frozen baby in their mother's arms and she's like what about those and dogs? a dog or two <laughs> yeah that's speak- that's the age old rule of cinema though like you can kill a hundred people in that movie and. You, you know, it doesn't wonder, mean anything, but, but, but the one dog, wonder, the one dog that dies. And like, yeah, the, the thing about that being a rule about a movie is that's a true thing that happened. So I was like, yeah. those are these people like this is a yeah. true story. Fair. That can't be your that can't be your takeaway. It's not like John Wick where right. neither where, like, the dog nor the hundreds of people that he killed are real. Are real. Right, right, so just right, right. Movies like Where the Red Fern Grows is like a comedy for you. You're just... The take does not go that far. The take oh, okay. is, I don't understand why I care more about a cat than a giraffe. I don't. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I have, I don't have a different Well, whatever attachment. it is, it's the reason why these animals have survived so long and they have entered into people's homes because totally. we all feel it and it's very strange. And I it's don't. I'm weird. some sort of weird alien who has, who's like, I get it. Like they're very pleasant when I meet my friends, dogs and cats. I'm like, these are sweet. I, I just, uh, there's no, like it, I, I love and respect animals, but I don't have the different attachment level for domesticated ones. Mm. Well, I do think you're an alien. I think Zach is an alien. I've been saying it since I started. No one's listening. It doesn't matter. You're aliens and you've just admitted it. And that is why you have this capacity, uh, with the human, uh, English language and you're able to spit, them rhymes and them verses as uh, fluently as you do. Um, I'm trying to wrap it up. This is I'm trying to get the That's clean great. out. I don't we know. Was that, was that good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, it was lovely. Uh, guys, thank you so much for doing this and talking to me about your pod. Where can people find it on all of the platforms? Right on mm-hmm, all of the mm-hmm. all of the things. Yeah, 
Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Can anyone give me a little um, acapella out- outro? Anything like, and that's the end of the show. Even if it's that, you, you, mm-hmm. maybe, I, I promise not to steal it and use it forever. And if we do, we'll pay you. Sure. And now you've reached the end of the show. <laughs> Pod spotter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use both. I'm going to dub them over top of each other and it will end every show. Uh, Guys, thank you both for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. Thanks. Uh, Everybody listen to Off Book, the improvised uh, musical podcast, uh, wherever you get your pods. And thank you, guys. This has been the Pod Spotter, the podcast podcast, where we unearth the new and lesser known pods that we deem worthy of your attention. But if you yourself has discovered a pod that you think everyone should know about, then please submit your suggestion at thepodspotter.com or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at the Pod Spotter. Thank you, as always, for listening. This has been Zach Robodos. The Pod Spotter is created by the Price Brothers, produced by Oink Inc. Radio, associate producer Tori Adams, and is recorded and produced at Baker Sound in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm.